And hey, guys, while while you wait for me to set the things up, give a huge shout out to Dave, Steve, and the International Podcast Day team. They made this possible, so like, let's give them a huge shout out. All right, all right. So, guys, hey, you bet. So, guys, before I get started, I have a quick question. How many of you already have a podcast? Just let me know. Yes, no. I'm, I'm really curious. The tips I'm going to share are really going to help you. Okay, I see a bunch of yeses. Great. Yes, yes, no. Okay, Wim Bronze, are you thinking about starting a podcast? Okay, I see four. Awesome, awesome. You're going to love this session. And to, in this session, I want to talk about how to build authority through podcasting. And here's the cool thing. It doesn't matter how many downloads you have, how many episodes you have. I'm going to share. I'm going to drop so many value bombs. And by the way, in case you can't stay for the whole session, don't worry about it because I'm actually recording it and I'm going to put it on my website as a replay so you can get it there. So let me give you a quick background about myself. So my name is Yanni Lunga. I'm the host of two podcasts. Some of you may know me from for the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast, where I interview uh, thought leaders like Michael Port, Pat Flynn, and many, many others. And I also have a second podcast about music business that is called The Jazz Spotlight. There, I interview many stars in the music industry. And before we dive into the content, I already gave a huge shout out to Dave, Steve, and the rest of the International Podcast Day team. I want to give a shout out to the sponsors who are making this day possible. So I want to thank the platinum sponsor, Podcaster Paradise, the gold sponsors, Appendibity and Spreaker, and the silver sponsors, Simple Podcast Press, Ring, and Scatter Radio. Really, without their support, what we are doing here right now wouldn't be possible. So if you want to learn more about all the sponsors, you want to get some discounts, coupon codes, make sure to go to internationalpodcastday.com slash supporters. You find there all you need to know. All right. So I said, I asked you how many of you have questions just for, for curiosity and be honest. How many downloads do you get in average in a month? Be, be transparent. It doesn't matter. I'm just curious. Okay. I see, see barrels three to 4,000 like that. 50, one, one or two. All right. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Per month, per episode. It, it doesn't really matter. I'm, I'm just curious. So the, the first tip I want to share with you is to actually reshare your content. And this may sound like a no brainer, but often I see podcasters actually focusing only on the new episode. So they publish something new and it's, it's good. It's right. We should promote our new episodes, but we shouldn't. Okay. I see there. Mr. Nezis says four or 500 per episode like that. So we shouldn't forget actually about our old posts. And I want to recommend a tool that is a great tool and it's called social oomph. You might've heard of it. If you haven't, you might've heard of a tool that has similar features called Edgar. And what I like about these tools is that you can put in the heavy work at the beginning and you create an automatic marketing machine. So what I mean is that you craft tweets. Uh, I see uh, Twila says, I love Edgar like that. You craft automatic tweets and then you set up a parameter and you set to social oomph or I talk about social oomph because I don't know about Edgar. I know they have similar features and you say, okay, I, I want you to pick up a tweet from this uh, stream every 
three hours, for example. The name of the tool is, is Social Oomph. Actually, I'm going to type it here. Social Oomph. And it's uh, socialoomph.com, I believe, is the, is the site. So what is cool about that is that you craft the, thing, the, the tweets once and it runs on autopilot. And I use it to promote. Yeah, thank you, Classy Podcast. That's, that's the site. And I use it for promote all of my podcasts. And once I put in the heavy work, I don't have to worry about that anymore. And because of that tool, I've had uh, about from 20 to 30,000 downloads per month for the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast. And because of that, I use it for Twitter. You can use it also for Facebook, LinkedIn, but I use it for Twitter. Because of that, I've been included for three consecutive months now in the, in the list of top 100 marketers to follow on Twitter. This is pretty cool. And I'm not here to tweet my, ho- my own horn, but I want really to make you understand that it's important that you... Pay attention to your old episodes as well, and you keep promoting those on a consistent basis. And you know, I've done that, and and that's what happens, right? I've been I've been featured on, on that list, which is pretty cool. But we're not here to talk about me; we're here to talk about you. So the first strategy I want to share with you is uh, actually about repurposing content. And I want to divide my my talk into in two ways. The first one is for all the people who have a solo podcast. So I'm curious, let me quickly know in the chat box, who has a, a solo podcast where you don't interview anybody, it's mainly you uh, talking with the, okay, yeah, I see, yeah, of course, I Daniel, I know you're, yeah, I see there, the Algeier, I think pronounced, says me, okay. Okay, awesome. So we have a few people who have a solo podcast. Awesome. How many of you guys have a, an interview-based podcast? Okay, I see that. You're planning to have a mix. I like that. How many of you guys are, are having or plan to have an interview? Conversation-based, barrels. I like that. Planning on interview. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I have tips for, for regardless of the type of podcast you want to have. So let's start with people who have a solo podcast. And by the way, this works also if you have an interview-based podcast. Repurpose content. Often, as soon as we hit as a record, we, we are so focused on our podcast. And as soon as we put it out there to the work, to the world, we start to think about the next episode. Then we completely forget about the old episode. And I already talked about resharing that, which is fine. But think about how many different ways you can use that content based on a, on a, on a simple rec- audio recording you have done. You could write a blog post based on that. You could make a YouTube video where you share the key takeaways from that. You could make an infographic where you share the key takeaways from that episode. You could create a slide share. You could make some quotes. You can make periscope sessions where let's say you in a, in an episode, you cover four different topics or sorry, four different aspects of a topic. That's awesome. You could make four different periscope sessions. All right. That's, that's very simple. You could make four different periscope sessions very easily based on a single episode. So I told you blog posts, YouTube videos, infographics, slide share, Periscope, and you could even take it one step further. You could even make an audiobook. Now, I don't recommend making it out of an episode, but if you have a podcast that revolves around a very specific topic, or you have a podcast where you tackle different topics, you could make a series. So if you talk about... Um, blogging, you talk about social media marketing, you talk about podcasting on your podcast, 
you could compile and make an audiobook of the episodes where you focus on podcasting, for example. And that's not only a great way to build authority, but you could even make money if you have it that on Amazon or on iTunes. You can even make a, an, an ebook. And I've actually seen some people doing this on Amazon. They've, they've simply compiled, transcribed the interviews they have done. If it's an interview based a podcast or if it's a solo session, you sit down, you, you write down the key takeaways of a series of episodes and you can write an audiobook. So obviously it requires some work. And thank you. Thank you, Daniel, Daniel. And thank you for all the other guys who are sharing this. And if you haven't yet, make sure you see there on the screen, you see tell a little bird, make sure to click that so that all your followers know about this session and about international podcast day more in general, because it's a great event event. So. I mentioned a few a few things you can do. And there is another one which is actually happening right now and it's Blab. So if you know other podcasters who are in your niche, why not to reach out to them and make some Blab sessions? You could do it even just once a month or once a week, you know, regardless of the of the time you have available. Think think about it. How many of you I'm curious now. I've seen many people have podcasts. You've told me about the type of podcast, about the number of downloads you have. How many of you, and let's be honest, how many of you are actually repurposing their content that they record on a podcast? How many are doing some of the things I talked about? So how many write blog posts based on that or make infographics or Periscope sessions, or maybe they've done some Blab sessions? How many of you? Okay, I see Daniel, I see Sibero says, to some extent, yeah, four is one family, I do for sure, like that. Yeah, obviously it requires some time, it requires some time, so it's not, it's not something that you snap your fingers and you're going to have it there, but I just want to give you some food for thoughts. Here I gave you some, some things you can do if you have a solo podcast. So, blog posts, video, blab session, just think about what works best for you, all right? Here are the first tips. Let me grab a quick sip of water. By doing some of these things, you're going to start to establish yourself as a go-to expert because maybe some some people are interested in what you do, but they aren't listening to podcasts, for example. They may be on Periscope or they may be starting to check out Blab. And you're missing out on, on those potential people for the fact that you're focusing only on your podcast. You're on tunnel vision. You want to record, you want to put it out there, and that's it. So try to brighten your views. Right, right, Sibaros, yeah. Start, uh, make quotables, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right, podcasting uh, power. Clamor is, uh, is another great tool. So be sure not to be stuck with tunnel vision and focus only on your podcast on that episode, but try to find different ways to repurpose that. And if you have a virtual assistant, that that's great. It can make that easier. If you don't, try to find ways to do it. And it, you, you don't have necessarily to do it for every single episode if you can, but try to start and be strategic about that. So th- these are some tips if you have a solo podcast. Now I want to share some tips for an interview-based podcast. And in case there are some people here who don't have a podcast yet and they have been thinking about uh, starting a a solo podcast, this that I'm about to share with you may help you and may help kind of make you rethink about your decision because I want to share the story of my music business podcast, The Jazz Podcast. So 
the 360 Entrepreneur, which is my uh, latest podcast, the downloads are going very, very well. On the other hand, when I started with my music business podcast, I have to be honest, I had no clue. I launched without any particular strategy. I didn't really inform people when the podcast is out other than my Facebook friends. And you know what that means? Nobody was really listening to the podcast. But here, a thing I started to, to do. I started to write blog posts based on the conversations I was having with uh, music stars, people in the music industry. And then I, I thought, okay, if I publish those on my own blog, on my own platform, the chances of people actually finding out about that are very slim. But what about other websites? What if I were to reach out and do actually guest blogging based on, the, on, on some of the interviews I've done? And here I want to share some numbers with you. I, I did some quick research before actually hopping on this call that really put this in perspective. Okay. So my podcast was doing at that time when I, when I started implementing this strategy was doing maybe, I don't know, thousand downloads per month, give, give or take. And I started to reach out to large websites in the music industry space. And I wanted to be a guest blogger and I want to share these numbers with you because they're mind blowing. So I used a tool called similarweb.com to check out the, the average monthly traffic of the websites I did guest blogging for. So there is a website called hypeboat.com and the monthly traffic is about 300,000 visitors. Indiemusic.com, 10,000. And I'm talking per month. Sonicbeats.com, 360,000. CD Baby, the CD Baby blog, uh, they have for the, for the blog and the store, because it's also an online store, they have 1.7 million visitors. Indiondemove.com, 70, sorry, 70,000 visitors. Jazzineurope.com, about 100,000 visitors. All about jazz, the largest jazz website, 7, 130,000 visitors. I don't know about you guys, but these numbers are pretty mind-blowing if you start to sum it up. So what is my point here? My point here is to try and look for collaboration. Look for collaborations. Look at blogs in your industry. And there are a couple of, of types of blogs, and I want to, to touch on that. My first recommendation is look for the blogs that I call gatekeepers. And these are blogs that other people and maybe other bloggers may use as reference and uh, they may share that content. So in my case, highbot.com was the gatekeeping blog and some of the other blogs actually shared their posts I written originally for Highbot on their, on their website. So it really builds an umbrella. So try to do some research and try to look at blogs in your niche that you think are actually looking for collaboration. What was the site you went to find similar blogs, you asked, uh, Slapshot Studio? Um, I, I, I just did some research. I mean, I, those are were blogs that I, I didn't use any particular tool. The tool I use for, for the monthly traffic is called uh, similarweb.com. This is the site, but this just gives you an overview of the website. So the research, I just lo looked at some websites I was already reading. All right. So that, that's the, that's the first thing. Look for what I call 
gatekeeper websites. And, you know, you may be surprised, but they're always happy to welcome new contributions. You're welcome, Slapshot Studio. They're always happy to welcome new contributions. So think about it. If you have an interview-based podcast, that's a great opportunity because you may interview someone, for example, on a topic that you're not that knowledgeable about, you're not that familiar with, but you can still write a great blog post with the takeaways based on that episode. And I'm, I don't I don't say that you have necessarily to do it for every single interview you do, but to give you an example, I, I wrote a post that did very well, which was about uh, music and law. So I don't know much about law per se, all right? So... That, I wasn't, that wasn't my expertise, but the post did very well because I took the key takeaways from the post, uh, from the, sorry, from that podcast, and I wrote a post. So make sure to take some time to do some research and look at from some blogs in your niche that are welcoming contributions and start to leverage your podcast. So that's my first recommendation. The second recommendation is to actually sit down look at your podcast and try to identify topics you've covered and write a, a, an epic post, an ultimate guide to something. So as I said earlier, if on your podcast, you talk about social media marketing, you talk about podcasting, you talk about blogging, great. Now take one of these areas, let's say podcasting, and look at episodes where you had guests who talked about podcasting and write an epic guide. Great tip to take your podcast content and repurpose it into guest power. Yeah, you're welcome, podcast power. Yeah, and you know, it's something that we often overlook as podcasters because we are so focused on our own platform, on getting more downloads, getting new uh, listeners. But guess what? There are larger websites who already have bigger readers or, or potential listeners who are there waiting for you, but they have no idea you exist. And they may find out about your podcast through a guest post. And usually in a guest post, you can also link to your specific podcast episode or to your website or to the podcast where there is the whole archive of episodes, all right? So that's that's the, that's the tip. Now I talk about this writing an ultimate uh, guide. And uh, the way to do this is, as I said, look into, identify trends in, in specific podcasts you have published and write an ultimate guide. But don't go blindly. There is a tool called BuzzSumo. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. It's called BuzzSumo, spelled like that. And you can use that to see what kind of uh, blog posts related to a specific topic, so let's say related to podcasting, have been shared the most on social media. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Classy Podcast. You have to think about collaboration. Don't think about competitors. Look for people who are happy to help you and, and help them. So I mentioned Basumo. Basumo is great because it gives you an overview of the type of pod. Uh, yeah, right, Sibaris, I agree. The Basumo gives you an overview of the most popular posts on social media. And that gives you an idea of what type of post you should write. Thank you. Thank you, Classic Podcast, for sharing the link. So you don't have to be a copycat, but that gives you an idea. So if you want to write the ultimate guide about setting up a podcast, go to Basumo, type in podcast or podcasting or how to set a podcast, and look at the, at the most popular posts there. 
check them out and you can you can do something better so if uh, if the most popular post is uh, five steps to set up a podcast you could make it four steps if you can make it easier or you could make it even more in depth so you can say seven steps to to set up a podcast and that's that's a great tool and it's free they have both a pro and a free version so check it out basumo.com i highly highly recommend it i'm gonna get a quick sip of water and while i take the quick sip of water guys if you haven't yet make sure to let others know about international podcast day you see there on your on should be on your left you see the button tell a bird click it and thank you all for all the all the the hands up i'm getting i'm loving this i'm quickly gonna get a sip of water yeah podcast junkies if you manage to do podcasting in one step you're gonna become the podcasting hero i shared you that okay so i talked about guest posting and i mentioned uh, some things you can do but i want to touch on something else Sometimes when we think about guest uh, guest blogging, we think, okay, I want to be featured on the largest website you can think of in your niche. It can be entrepreneur.com. It can be whatever. But here's the thing: if you if you haven't been podcast, uh, if you haven't been blogging outside your blog, it's very difficult that they're actually going to say, yeah, sure. They usually ask you to submit links of previous work. So here is what I, I, want, I want you to do. If you're serious about implementing this strategy of leveraging your podcast content to do guest blogging. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, Jason. Who's using Blab as a podcast production vehicle? I, I like that. So if you, if you are serious about this strategy, make what I call a pyramid. So make a few levels and at the very top, put the largest website. So I mentioned entrepreneur.com can be whatever, really, whatever is your main goal. After you've done that, look for other websites and, and blogs that are low-hanging fruits so that they may not be as flashy. They may not get as the amount of visitors that those websites get, but they are maybe more welcoming for, for contributors. You don't, you don't need to do much. And here is an additional tip I want to share with you. Is there a, a large website or a magazine or something like that you would like to, to be a contributor for, you would like to be featured on? You have a podcast. Podcast is a very powerful tool. If you have an interview-based podcast, why not to reach out to the editor or to the founder or to the co-founder, whoever? And I've, used, I've personally used this strategy and I've used it, for example, for the Jazz Spotlight, the Music Business Podcast. I used this strategy and I reached out to, to the founder of a website called jazzineurope.com. And that's, I, I've written it down. They get about 100,000 monthly visitors, which is pretty cool. But guess what? They are so open to contributions that now if you go to jazzineurope.com, you, they have a, a, a navigation they have podcasts, and guess what? That's my podcast. And it all started with an interview. So when you interview someone, don't think about the interview as a, as a one-time thing. You interview this, this A-lister or this great person, great, he or she provides value, and that's it. Think about that as the beginning of something, right? Think about that. So I mentioned to you Jazz in Europe. I've done the same for the 360 Entrepreneur 
podcast. And I've been featured uh, and I've been a contributor for a, for a couple of websites. One is called workawesome.com and they get about 45,000 monthly visitors, which is pretty cool. The other one is Founder Magazine. And I don't know how many of you are familiar with Founder Magazine. It's an, a digital publication originally from Australia. And they also have a podcast and they interview pretty much everybody you can think of in the online marketing and entrepreneurship space. And uh, I was featuring their magazine, actually. Uh, I've been contributing for their blog and the editor, Nathan, who I simply interviewed for my podcast a couple of months ago, told me, hey, would you be interested in, in writing an article for the magazine? I was like, sure. And guess what? I'm featuring in this month's issue that on the cover has Tony Robbins. So it's a pretty big deal if you think that it all started with a simple podcast interview. So think about that for a second. When you're making a list of people you want to interview or even people who you already have interviewed, be strategic. Think about ways you can help them. And when you do that, you're going to get great things in return. You're going to take the necessary steps to start and position yourself as a go-to expert. So try to think about this pyramid. Take time, make a list, even if you want to contribute for five websites, that's fine. It's two websites, that's fine. But be realistic. Remember, look at the guidelines of the websites, right? Look at those. What what do they ask for? Look at that. If it sounds like a good match, look at the contact information. Can Is there the editor's information? Great. Why don't you reach out to him or her? Interview him or her. And at the end of the interview, simply ask how you can help them. And you can even suggest that, you know, I'm, I like blogging and I would be more than happy to serve your community, serve your readers, provide value to your community. And guess what? That's how I got started. And so, again, just I hope that this session really helps you think outside the box because that this is what it boils down to. And I have a book I want to recommend with you at the, at the end of, of this session that I hope is going to help you think outside the box. So are you enjoying this session so far, guys? Let me know. What do you think? Does some something make sense or is it to, total BS? Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you for the support. And, you know, I'm here to motivate you. Okay. I'm here to motivate you because some of you maybe actually you, you told me you're about to start a podcast or you, maybe you have a podcast. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll keep going. Some of you may have a podcast and, you know, let's be honest. When we, when we get started in everything we do, our personal life, our professional life, our blog, our podcast, we all have people who inspire you to start podcasting, podcast junkies. I'm going to give some suspense because I'm going to touch on that in a second. And you, you're going to love what I have to say. And it's going to help you guys too, obviously. We all have people we look up to. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right, Social Media Phoenix. I, I should have. I know. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're so right. Well, ne- next time, right? So we all have people we look up to. And I'm going to share who those are for me in a second. But here's the problem. When we start out, with, we often make the mistake that we compare ourselves with them. So we compare our beginning with somebody else's uh, middle. Okay. Yeah, I, I know. I know SMC Phoenix that I can, I can still do it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> we compare ourselves to somebody else's middle and we get frustrated because we read, they get, Oh, th- thank you. Twitter. 
And, uh, and we look at them and we get frustrated because we are like, okay, they're getting $1 million per month or $50,000 per month and I get 500, right? They're making tons of money and I'm not making any money. Should I quit podcasting? And here, here's the thing. I really want to inspire you because one of the reasons, or actually the main reason why many podcasts fail is that the host or hosts simply give up. They're like, well, you know, my podcast isn't going anywhere. I'm not getting the thousands or millions of downloads that the people I look up to are getting. I don't really, I'm not making the hundreds or thousands of dollars I thought I'm, I was going to make. I'm not getting any money. So why doing this? Well, I hope I'm inspiring you here with this. Sorry, I just grabbed a sip of water. So, so sure, look up to people, but don't compare your beginning to their middle. Try to help them. Try to make them part of your team. Try to make them be in your corner. And podcast junkies, you ask, you ask me who, you know, I look up to. And the person is Pat Flynn. And I want to share another story that is a personal story that I, I hope is going to help you guys. Sometimes people uh, look at my at my podcast and they are like, wow, I can't believe you've interviewed people like Michael Poore, Pat Flynn, Jolly Dumas, and all these A-listers. Like, how did you do that? That's a, that's a great question. But here is what I want to share with you, that this is what really matters. Oh, Shani B, you don't know who Pat Flynn is? Go to Smart Passive Income, smartpassiveincome.com. Yeah, you're, you're right, Sibarus. Sometimes it's about asking. But here's the thing. Here's the what I really like about that the aspect that I got to speak with Pat, who I look up to, and, and all the other people, is that those people accepted to be on my podcast before I even had a platform. I didn't have anything. I didn't even have a blog. So why did they say yes to this random guy who isn't even in the States, right? You see, I'm from, I'm originally from the Italian speaking part of Switzerland. So if you pick up the Macroni accent, that's where it comes from. But I'm here now in Helsinki, Finland. So why the heck would they say yes to this random guy? Well, I served them first. I provided value to them first. I shared their content. I was always happy to share their content to help my friends, my Twitter followers, Get to know about these people. So when you want to interview someone, sure, that's a great way to start a, a, a possible collaboration. But think about ways you can help them first and become a blip on the radar, okay? Because if you want to establish yourself as a go-to expert, it's important that you keep all the other people in mind. And stop looking at the, at the numbers of the people you look up to and start making them part of your experience. The Algayer, do you mean do you mean that now you know how I know how to pronounce your name? <laughs> Love it. Okay, so guys, what what are what do you think so far? Is it am I making any sense? Am I am I helping you out? Am I inspiring you to get started with a podcast or if you already have a podcast, am I helping you in any way thinking about new ways to leverage it, to position yourself as a go-to expert. Am I making any sense at all? Awesome, awesome, awesome. I see I see that I'm making some sense. I like that. So 
let's recap for a second because I've been ranting for for about half an hour now and I think it's important that I make a recap. And again, if you're just joining us, welcome. And I said it when I started out that I'm actually recording this and I'm going to make it available. So in case you're just joining us or you can make it until the end, no worries. You're going you're gonna to find the link there. So let's recap quickly. And that podcast junkies, I'm going to touch on Pat Flynn because you're going to like this. So I talked at the beginning, I talked about uh, re, uh, resharing your content on a consistent basis. So if you if you're about to celebrate your 100th podcast episode, first of all, congratulations. But second of all, take a moment to look back at the when is the last time you promoted episode three, episode five, episode 12? When are the last time you did that? Right. You should do it. So I mentioned social oomph. I mentioned also Edgar. Uh, you can use whatever tool you like, but I recommend one of those tools for the fact that you don't have to do the same thing over and over and over again. Okay. So you spend the time once to craft few uh, versions of the tweet you want to promote your podcast with. And then that's it. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Ed, uh, Mid Edgar or Social Oomph are going to be promoting your podcast for you. So make sure to promote your old podcast episodes. Don't just leave them there in the closet. That's it. You forget about them. So that's the first thing. The second thing is about repurposing content. So I said, regardless of whether you have a, a solo podcast or an interview-based podcast, and even, even the format doesn't really matter in terms of is it audio, is it video, you can still leverage those. So you can come up with blog posts based on your podcast episode, YouTube videos, infographics, slide shares, Quotes, Periscope, you can even make, I said, audiobooks, you can even make ebooks, you name it. So make sure to sit down and start to really look at your podcast st strategically. Is podcasting is such a great way to establish yourself as an expert. But the problem is that some people who have everything they need to become experts, to become leaders, to be able to help other people. They don't because they quit because they don't get the thousands or millions of downloads that other people are getting. So stop focusing on those and start to try to look at ways you can repurpose your podcast content. And again, I want to stress it. Collaboration. I mentioned blab sessions. You see me here. I'm speaking uh, here to all of you for International Podcast Day. And guess what? I, it's thanks to the International Podcast Day, guys. They, they asked me, hey, would you like to, to be one of the speakers? And I was like, sure, I'd love to. And it all started with a collaboration mindset we both had. So think about all the people in your niche, your industry, uh, sorry, your, your listeners, your fellow podcasters. If you're looking at them as competitors, you're missing out big times. They aren't competitors. They are your friends. Look at ways... Yeah, you're welcome. Look at ways you can really build relationships. So I talked about those and then I talked about uh, some the strategy I personally implemented for the interview-based podcast. So I said that it's a great way to tap into audiences that you may not be usually tapping into. I make the example, I'm not an expert in music law, but I had to I had the chance to write about music law and share it on, on different websites that as I showed you the numbers are pretty big deal and people loved it. And, you know, it credits to my guest because she's the one that provided the value. And I'm simply uh, 
presented it in a different way. So that's the key. Think about different ways you can present your podcast to other people and don't get with stuck with tunnel vision and think all about your podcast, your blog, your site. Think about how you can tap into other websites and have people come back to your website to listen to your podcast, to start reading your blog, subscribe to your newsletter, whatever, whatever the case may be. And again, when it comes to guest blogging, try to think about what I call the guest blogging pyramid. So try to look at the and, and reach out to the low hanging fruits first. And if you have an interview based podcast, use that to your advantage. Everybody likes to promote their business, their website, their publication. So reach out to the editors, to the founders, reach out to them and ask them if they would like to be featured on your podcast. Let them know that that's a great opportunity for them to be featured on your podcast. Hey, Cliff, thanks for joining us. All right. So what do you guys think so far? Am I making sense? Is this helping you in any way? I'm quickly going to check the chat here. Yes, yes, uh, 107 Garden, you're, you're so right. So, Podcast Junkies, now I come directly to you because you asked me earlier, who, who is it that I look up to? And I mentioned Pat Flynn, right? And uh, I, I was lucky enough to interview... Thank you, thank you, Twila. I was lucky enough to interview Pat. But he, here's the thing. I always treat... Like, I always, as I told you, I see every interview I do, I, I look at it as the beginning of something rather than you know, a random opportunity to leverage Pat Flynn's audience or Michael Poore's followers or whatever. And here's the thing. Recently, I interviewed uh, one guy by the name of Tom Schwab, and he gave me, like, he paid me a huge compliment. And that, you know, meant the world for me because he sent out a tweet where he said, Pat Flynn is the best, is the best, sorry, is the best or the nicest podcaster and Yanni Lunga is the has this the nicest podcast in Europe. I was like, what? I was put at the same level with Pat Finn. So if you try to help each and every one of your guests, try to think about where you can build collaborations, great things are going to happen. And the more, and guess what? The more you do that, the more you start to climb the ladder, the more you start to position yourself as a go-to expert. Once again, I know I may sound like a broken record, but I really want you to get this. Stop focusing on the number of downloads. Just look at them and make sure that they grow every month. Yeah, right, right, classic podcast. That's how I look at it. If my podcast, in the, the number of downloads per episode or per month or per week, whatever is the metric you use, I personally look at that and if I see an increase, I know that I'm doing something well. And the increase can be one, one download more. I'm happy with that. So stop being with the tunnel vision, focusing on the numbers and think about ways you can leverage your podcast. I'm going to get a sip of water. In the meantime, let me know. Do you have any questions in the, let me know here in the, in the chat. Let me know. Do you, do you have questions? You have a podcast. You want to ask me for specific advice. If, if it's something that can help you as well as the other people, I'm happy to help. We still have a, a few minutes here. So let me know. I'm, I'm an open book. Ask me whatever you like. How much preparation do you do for your guests? Podcast junkies. Great question. Well, okay. Since you, since you asked me that, uh, El Potter's that, yeah. Yeah, you're right. C Barros. 
Because before I ask you uh, your question, podcast junkies, I, I want to share the tactic I use to interview these people. And it's, it's something you guys can do as well. I did it. Everybody can do it. You all have people. You can call me Harry, but podcast junkies is such a cool name. <laughs> but okay, here, here it is. Just, I quickly read here. I want to start, but I'm at the stage of not even knowing where to begin. Okay. How well is podcasting received in Northern Europe? Is it popular in Finland? Zen Runner? Great question. I have to say nope. And uh, to be honest with you, even though I'm based here, my most of my listeners are anyways from North America or from the UK. So yeah, but it, it, here in, in Europe is growing the last month and uh, no, actually at the beginning of the month, there was new media Europe. So Harry, before I get to your question, Uh, Katia and Roach, well, there are so many great resources. Black tip for audience, type in Q before your question. Yeah, yeah, that, that, you're right, Harry, that also helps me. Yeah, so Katia, Katia there, there, is, uh, there was Cliff Ravenscraft here with us. I don't know if Cliff, are you still here? You can look for, it, for him. He has uh, great resources, for, especially for the technical side of setting up a podcast. Pat Flynn does have as well the podcasting tutorial. So for the technical part, that's very, very easy. But my recommendation is to, to really start to think about your podcast, about your personal brand. As an educator, I tell people, yeah, sorry, guys, if every now and then you see me getting stuck, but uh, the chat here is crawling so quickly that, <laughs> that um, I get stuck there. Yeah, okay, so Harry, to, to answer your question, how, how much do you prepare uh, for your guests? Here, here's the thing. Um, obviously I prepare. So if, for example, I, uh, like, let's make the example of Michael Port, who has a new book coming out. I, I read his book and that's, that was, you know, obviously I already knew about him and I read his book and that was the main topic of the conversation, which is fine. In terms of, of preparation, you know, it really depends on, on your style. Also, because I have a background in communication and journalism and I, I've been doing interviews like before I've done radio interviews, video interviews. So I'm really from, you know, it doesn't take me that much to prepare, but here, here are a tip I want to share. Here are a tip I want to share in terms of relating with a, with a guest. And this is, is a golden nugget. Surprise your guests. People love when they're surprised, when they get a nice surprise. And, and here's what I mean by surprise. Let's say you interview someone And you, when you prepare for the interview, let's say I want to interview Harry and I see that, and I see that he next month, he's gonna, he's gonna be a speaker at a conference. Okay. You know what I do? I don't, I don't mention that at all to, to Harry when I reach out to him, if I send him some questions beforehand, I don't mention that at all. And during the podcast, I just bring it up. I'm like, hey, Harry, I know that your next month is going to be very busy. You have, uh, you have uh, some, some speaking engagements coming up. So why don't you tell us that? And people love that. People love that. So this is a very simple thing. Make sure to surprise your guest. Don't lay all of your cards on the table there. Surprise them. Give a shout out to their post, uh, to their podcast. Do they, are they podcasters? Great. Take a minute in your podcast to say, Hey, Harry, I know that you have a podcast. You know, why don't you tell us more about that? And people love it, all right? People love it. So I'm just going to get 
a sip of water. Do you guys have more questions? I told you I was going to share uh, the title of a book with you. I'm going to make it soon. But for now, I want to, to really be here with you and see if you have any questions that I can help you with. And in the meantime, while you're maybe thinking about questions, I want to share a couple of other things that podcasting has helped me with that are going to inspire you. I told you I'm here in Finland, like north, very far from the States and all this kind of things. Well, but because of podcasting, I've been even featured as a speaker on a couple of online events, virtual summits, even at a festival. I was, I was the speaker at a music festival. And you know why? It all started with an interview. I interviewed a musician and I built the relation on that. I started to build a relationship. So once again, guys, think about the relationships, nurture them, value every single guest you get, regardless of if they are an A-lister, a B-lister, whatever. Everybody can help you and you can help everybody. So make sure to do that.